welcome back into another episode of Chasing 1969, a New York Jets podcast. Today is Wednesday, December 21st. Uh, we've got a lot to get into today, as always. Of course, the Jets losing another one uh, late into the season to fall to 7-7 against the Detroit Lions. Um, obviously, again, Teddy, you know, we, we have an episode where we come out with a show expecting Mike White, you know, to, to push through. And then Friday morning or Friday day, we get hit with the Zach Wilson news. So we'll discuss all of that, Zach's performance and his return uh, to being the Jets starting quarterback. We're then going to talk a little bit about the updated playoff picture as we keep hoping for some of these teams to fall apart and then preview a primetime Jets football game as the frisky Jaguars take on the Jets. Um, before we get to all of that, make sure to <clears throat> ooh, excuse me to follow us on Twitter at NYJ underscore chasing 69. Same as the YouTube Teddy's on Twitter at Teddy Huncho. I am at spring Blake with four A's in the Blake Teddy. How you doing? What up? Doing good. You know, getting through life like always. I'm, I'm, uh, I don't know. The Jets are bumming me out lately, man. It's been a I, tough little go here. I was, I, get that. I was, I was riding high. I thought we were gonna kind of just glide into the playoffs, continue to win games. People didn't think we were going to win. Uh, and you know, that's not what has happened. And and we've gone on a little skid, and now we're we're sitting at five hundred, and I'm getting a. Little... It just stinks, man. I'm just like bummed that this is yeah. where we're at. But but I mean, you know, there's obviously positives. There's things we'll get into, um. But you know, just not where we want to be. It's it's taken a toll on me. I'll say that. I'm still wearing my Zach Wilson jersey. You'll oh, notice. Yeah. I think I wore it last week too. Or no, no, no. Because like we didn't know. But I wore it during the game. Memories. I have a. I was thinking about this, you know, and it's like. Twitter has ruined, not ruined anything, but when you only focus on the like Twitter fans, right? And just people who are commenting on Twitter, it's like you lose some of the some of the fanfare and it's very much more like analytical, right? So everyone feels the need to go on and be like, oh, Zach Wilson is bad. Zach Wilson hasn't done this, blah, blah, blah. That's all true. But I'm still going to sit here and root for Zach Wilson to be the GOAT and just hope for the best. You know, that's the fan in me. And that's what I did this week. That's what I'll do again next week. So while I don't necessarily buy into my boy Z-Dub as much as I used to, I'm still going to rock the jersey as long as he's playing. What other choice do you have? It's like, what are we going to, I'm going to watch the Jets and actively root against the guy that is going to, you know, you know, win or lose us the game. Oh, yeah. Important position. It's one of those ones where it's like. You know, it, it, I always got to bring in the Colts for 30 seconds. Do I want to see Matt Ryan out there at quarterback for the Colts? Fuck no. But am I am I going to sit there and just be like, I fucking hate this guy and he's miserable? It's just like, you know, no. you, you, you want your team. But to you win. are at least kind of rooting for them to lose, even though the, you're not. You I are. gave up. I gave up on the season. But after the Frank Reich firing, I was like, all right, let's just lose out. Let's get a top. But pick, do you truly over. feel like you're root- like like last year with the Jets? I, I fully understood that the Jets losing was better for them. But I'm just the type of guy where once I get into that, you know, three hour game, it's like I'm rooting for them to win. So I'll tell you when I was when we were up 33 <laughs> zero. Definitely was feeling good. Brutal. De- definitely you were feeling like, good. Damn, we're. I was it. like, wow, Vikings, look at us. Good for Jeff Saturday. You know that first Raiders when he got, I was like, good for the Colts. But you know, I it's one of those ones where I got to enjoy the high of being like, wow, we put up thirty points and a half. Right, and we're then, up thirty three uh, nothing. And then, um, you know, at the end of the day, I still get to closer to a top five pick, which is, it's, you know, it's it is. It's kind of similar to. Sorry, it's it, it's kind of similar to the uh, to the Bears this year, right? Like where it's like, oh, yeah. they look really good, they're doing great, and then they just end up losing at the end, you know. It's like, except right. except with them, they look great you don't in have... like cool ways. I don't have Justin Fields. I've got I've got Matt Ryan right. and, a, and a banged yeah. up Jonathan Taylor. That's but anyways, true. Maybe you'll draft a quarterback this year. Hopefully, that's Colts talk though. For, for maybe you'll episode. get Zach Wilson. I'll give you uh, <laughs> a conditional seventh round pick from twenty twenty six. No, yeah. listen, I think Zach Wilson is going to play his way back into a second chance, you know, because, well, we'll get into it. Let's let's just get into it. Let's, <laughs> let's go. Then. Let's talk about this Jets-Lions game. Um, you know, obviously, I, it, maybe before we get into that, we come out with our show on Wednesday. 
and uh, or on, on Thursday when it was dropped. And at the time, it was like, okay, Zach Wilson's moved up to QB2, which we thought was a good move, a move in the right direction after seeing Flacco out there for a little bit. And then Friday, we get smacked with the... Mike White has tried so fucking hard to try and get into this game, but he is not medically cleared. Um, as we'll talk about later in the episode, still not medically cleared to play against Jacksonville on Thursday. Where did your confidence level shift? Because Detroit was a frisky team. They were getting hot. Their offense was looking great. Impressive win the week before against Minnesota. When the news comes in that it's Zach Wilson, where did your brain go in terms of like, I don't know if we've got this one. Yeah, you know, it definitely lowered. I'll say I was definitely not thrilled with the news, but I don't know. I just I I had this. It, it, I wasn't as confident, you know. I think I came on the podcast really kind of guns going, saying I thought the Jets were going to win this game. Um, I didn't feel like that anymore, you know. I didn't think this was just going to be an easy win that we'd blow them out, but I did, you know. I I I thought that we were going to have be able to kind of put together the team win the way that we had, you know, previously, especially with Zach Wilson out there, you know, um, in those seven games, whatever it was where he was five and two, you did. I did kind of just have that hope of like, okay, hopefully he can just kind of go back to at least just like not making mistakes, you know, uh, and, you know, just kind of get his way 150 yards, maybe a touchdown, um, and the re- the team just kind of does the rest. I thought the Jets were going to be able to score more on the line defense, um, but you know, so I'll, I I wasn't like less. I wasn't more confident by any means, but I still did. You know, have a pretty big thought that the Jets would be able to handle this game, um, which made it all the worse. You know, when it actually came to fruition and and they weren't able to get it done. Um, but yeah, it was a tough one. I mean, I mean. You're you're kind of the uh, the unbiased party. I'd love to kind of let you kick it off and, and what your big takeaways are from this game. Yeah, I I think you know it seemed like all along you know as as well as they kept it hidden until Friday that Mike wasn't actually you know we knew Mike was was banged up and it was rough but you know there was an expectation he was still every everything they said. Was I one hundred percent thought he was going to play. Me too. Yeah, I didn't realize 100%. it was as I didn't realize it was as significant as it ended up being. So Mike yeah. White comes out and says, says he went to 10 doctors yeah. to try to get it cleared. That's just a little bit, you know, a little bit overkill. Don't you think? No, not you get at to like all. Five, six. He's got that dog in him. Aren't you like, all right. No. Think about it. But though. it's like, clearly there is some reason that is not allowing you to play. Like who, think, who, and cl- I don't know. Think about this. His his like entire like he can make or break a career for himself. No, oh, you're right. right you're right. To him, this right. is like I can't believe I've been given this fucking opportunity. I've got a winning football team that trusts me as their quarterback, and I had zero shot of any expectations of an NFL career. Um, so I I get. And if he it. if he leads them to the playoffs, yeah, yeah. No, I get it. You're right. But ten ten's a lot. Think about that lot. money. It is a lot. <laughs> He's got that dog in him. Every X-ray came back. They're like, dude, you got too many dogs in those ribs there. Yeah, he's a I like that guy, man. Um but you know, now we got we got Mr. Zach. Yeah, and which I think, I think when... is funny because it, it it worked out well to like give this opportunity of like, you know, I think I kind of spoke on this last week, but it just gives this opportunity of like, okay, now Robert Sala can regardless of whether he was going to or not, you know, Zach Wilson's gonna go out there and play again. And, you know, in some world he has an opportunity to play well and you know, and win his job back or whatever it may be, or play for a contract next year. Um, so yeah, it was interesting. It's like, it's like they couldn't have written the script any better for Zach Wilson. Yeah. And, and with the, the, the landscape of opponents in terms of difficulty and degree of difficulty, um, it, but it, while they kept it from all of us, it seemed like Detroit felt pretty confident from day one, whether they got a scoop from, from whoever, where, where that got leaked to them, but they felt pretty confident all week, apparently that it was going to be Zach Wilson. Um, Oh, really? Yeah. Dan Campbell came out on, I think Friday afternoon and was like, yeah, we, we, we expected this. Um, And really when you take a look at the game itself, I mean, Detroit basically was like, if we're going to lose this game, Zach Wilson is going to have to have one of like the best days of his life. They really honed in on the run game. I mean, the numbers, you take a look at it, Zonovan, uh, 13 for 23, Michael Carter, four for 15. 
you know, Zach threw a few scrambles in there. They, they were just like, look, if we are going to lose to this Jets offense, it is going to be through Zach Wilson's hands. And, and to his credit, you know, yes, there are some really disgusting plays as we've gotten to see from Zach throughout his entire career up to this point. There were those plays, but he did have a few in there that, you know, were like, okay, wow, if we didn't have those, this would have been an even worse loss for the Jets. So he did have a mix of some good throws in there. You know, he's, he's, everybody wants to look at that one that is so reminiscent of his pro day, rolls out left, throws right, or maybe I'm getting that reverse, but, you know, he had some of those plays that you're like, man, you got it right. really needed that one, really needed this one. But you also have the boneheaded mistakes, which I think should have been expected. I, You know, it's like you said, you know, if you're a quarterback that is trying to reset from ground one, I don't necessarily think that you're going to be able to get into a better groove in the span of two weeks. So, you know, if they wanted to give him like a full reboot, you know, I thought maybe sitting him down for the season probably would have been best just to be like, OK, we're going to really start at ground zero with your fundamentals. Um, so yeah, look, it wasn't as bad as it could have been from Zach Wilson, but I also think it's, it's, there's a few plays there where you go, man, those boneheaded mistakes kind of cost us a little bit. Um, but Detroit did their best to just say, look, if there's one thing we know about the jets, they want to win through the ground game with Zach under center. And they took that away. And after that point, it was like, okay, Zach, try and try and do as much as you can. Um, and like I said, I'm, I'm not really harping too much on him because like, I don't know how you could expect him coming into this situation. Like, oh, yep. He's changed two weeks. He's fixed. Um, once it was announced, it was like, okay, we know what we're going to get out of him. Maybe he can exceed a little bit, but I, I kind of expected a, 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 the, the boneheaded plays. Yeah, I, I think that's a fair point, you know, where you're basically just kind of saying like, you know what did you think was going to happen? Like, did you think he was going to turn it all around? You definitely did see, um, you know, overall, like just the eye test, right? If, if, a, if a random person sat down and watched that game and watched a different, you know, Jets game that Zach Wilson started in, they'd probably say he played better in this one. Um, but I, I do think it's a bit of like, my thing with this game was Zach, kind of he, he he showed us you know the reasons we drafted him he showed us the ability to make big plays he showed us the big arm which are things that you know really for a lot, a lot of this season when he was out there we weren't seeing and I think a lot of that came from you know just a fear of making a mistake a fear of of turning the ball over things like that um, and he was able to kind of just like cut it loose a little bit which I thought was was good you know that's an okay step mm -hmm. but what I do think is, you know, the biggest different difference for Zach Wilson in this game for any other games that, that he played in was really just kind of like those deep shots hit, you know, like, yeah. like he, he threw a deep ball to, to CJ Uzama and he was able to catch it and run in, you know, and it was a good throw. It was a little underthrown, but it's also across the field of the body. He got it there, you know, so, so you got to give him credit there. But then you look at, you know, like like the play at the end of the half. I forgot who it was deep to, but, you know, the receiver made a big play. And you look at, um, you know, Garrett Wilson's deep bomb at the end of the game where Garrett's just doing all he's got to do to just go up and catch a ball. Um, you look at that, like, I think it was on third or fourth down when we really needed it. And Zach, you know, gets tackled as he's throwing, just chucks it up there. It's just like a high, basically like a 20 yard punt, you know, and somehow Michael yeah. Carter comes down with it and right. just makes the play. And so it's like all those things, you know, sure, they're good and you want to see that and you're happy that that Zach was able to kind of get those connections, but you're still not just seeing the ability to like run the basic offense. You're still not seeing, um, you know, the ability to anticipate guys like Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson had four four receptions right really none of them or, or maybe two of them were like within the flow of a game and they were just like quick slants you know scripted, the other ones scripted, are, easy are deep mm -hmm. unscripted types of things which you know that's why that's what we know Zach can do and you know it's about it's about just being able to run the offense um I think there's a lot of you know things you can point to in this game that hurt the Jets chances of winning you, you know you can point to to um 
you know, allowing a punt return, bad special teams, which is something this Jets team has really been able to hang their hat on this year, which is good special teams. Um, but there's a few games now though, where it's been a little hit or miss. Um, you know, they've, they've had their games where it peaks up, you know, obviously the new England one, you allow that punt return for a touchdown. There've been games where the, it was started off the season. I think in the Baltimore game, special teams is really bad. Um, and the punt, uh, yardage was awful for man. Like there have been some games, um, but, and then it poked its head up again. You're right. There have been, there have been, uh, there's been for the most part good. That's come out of the special teams unit. No, 100%. And, and, and they've been able to kind of like control games and do their thing. And then when they haven't, that's when you kind of see, see it fall, start to fall apart. Um, but I don't know. I just, I, to me, when, when I look at this game, you know, there's things you can point to, but I really do feel like, you know, Zach Wilson just missed on a ton, a ton of throws. And, you know, I, I, I tried to find the tweet. I couldn't find the tweet, so I can't give credit to whoever tweeted it. Um, but I saw a tweet, and it was basically saying that, like, his off-target his off target throw percentage, so his percentage of throws that were not on target, was higher in this game than it was in the Patriots game that got him benched. And, you know, mm. that was evident when you were watching mm. the game, especially in the yeah. second half, where he's just missing guys who are open. You know, Braxton Berrios had a chance to to make a deep grab and keep running on that final drive. You know, he misses Elijah Moore by like five yards and, you know, he had a couple steps on his defender and who knows, you know, um, when he would have gotten tackled and that would have put them in field goal range to tie the game. You know, there was just a ton of like these little opportunities. I think he missed like, like 35% of his throws were off target. Um, he's now leading the NFL in off target throw percentage at like 18. It's just, you know, Good for Zach for going back out there, having the arm strength, making those throws. I think if he goes out there and does something similar again, you know, maybe he's at least playing himself into someone giving him another shot, kind of like Darnold-esque. Um, but but just to me, this, this game did not change anything that I thought about Zach Wilson, despite, you know, the two touchdowns, despite the, the big plays, because he's still just not able to get the little things done. And, you know, I still feel like, if we just had slightly better, uh, better Q- QB play, I do think that this is a winnable game. Um, and again, you know, kind of like you said, those big plays were a big part of what, how we were able to stay in the game. So you can't really, you can't say like, oh, Zach didn't help us stay in the game to some degree. But I think, you know, it, it hurts us when you can't, you know, run the offense and and get Garrett Wilson more involved on a consistent basis get your guys more involved. Like it's just, you can't win a game just off script the entire game. You know, you have to be able to just run the offense. Exactly. Exactly. And, and gosh, I completely lost my train of thought there. I was going to say, wow, where did I, where was I going to go with that Teddy? Was it something about, you know, he did seem to do okay on rollouts and, and on the move, you know, and it did seem like they kind of called less plays to I, that I, degree I was gonna half. go somewhere completely different I was gonna say I I, I guess yeah <laughs> thank you I appreciate that thank you for killing uh taking care of the dead air we were about to have there I I just didn't expect it to change in two weeks so you know I don't I I, I it was three people, weeks by the way he, he three sat weeks? for three weeks yeah wow but that's okay time, I just time flies. said two three weeks, weeks. A lot. three weeks no thank you for <laughs> yeah. correcting me on that please keep correcting me bears um, Vikings. That's right. Bears. I'm forgetting the Bears game. Yep. I didn't expect anything to change. I, I don't think when you've got this this fundamental structure that's completely fallen apart and you don't have the you, you've got the the yips like he's that last game that he had against New England was one of like one of the worst performances I've ever seen out of a quarterback. Granted, a few weeks is, is not going to fix anything. You need an entire offseason. You need a, you need to really step back and reevaluate your entire process there. So I, I, yes, he's not going to be good enough to get, get it done for the jets here. And, and we'll talk about the Jaguars game. I do not feel confident about them heading into that one with Zach Wilson as their quarterback. Um, I agree. Maybe at some point, you know, another team will give him a shot, but you know, if, if he's the guy that is going to have to keep playing while Mike white is out with an injury, this offense isn't going to be able to to keep things going because, like you said, you need to be able to do the simple things in the NFL, especially when you're an offense that is is kind of predicated on the simple things. 
Like that, this is an offense 100%. that you just need to be average. It goes back to San Francisco. It goes to here now um, with Mike White stepping in. Like you just need to be average for this offense to, um, you know, be decent enough to win games. And he has not shown that ability to do so. And so, you know, I like I said, the the those few plays they kept him along in there. Um, but I also I, one thing that I do want to switch to and talk about is I I was saying to this. Um, saying this to you before we started my brain is falling apart i don't know about you but like the holiday season i i just completely go mush for a little bit there it's There's just it's so much going to keep on track of stuff there's so much going on i still have like gifts for my siblings i still need to buy and i'm just like i don't know how i'm gonna get oh these i'm with time. you oh my still God, got five days terrible. i haven't even started thinking about that yet <laughs> <It's a mess>. <laughs> <laughs> but regardless what i was gonna say about this game as a whole is it did feel like this was one of those games where i could look at almost every part of the team and say you contributed to this loss you know there were losses at parts where it's like that is solely on the offense that Patriots loss that is solely on the offense yes there was that punt return at the end but you need to score more than three points you held New England to three for you know 59 minutes this was one of those games where it's like I can place a little bit of blame on every part of the team special teams like you said was not good at all the offense obviously we've talked about the defense in there that last touchdown is just like one of those plays where you're just like, how the fuck did we let this happen on a fourth and one? Just that misdirection tight end slips under and all the, yeah. even, even the chase misdirection. down at that point, these goddamn jets and the misdirection. But even at the point of just like the chase down of that play, it's like, how did we not get a guy in range to be able to make a play on that until the very end? Um, and then, you know, I, I, I do want to talk a little bit later on. I don't know if we've got it in here about there's been a lot of solid blowback which really yeah just about the 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 um the uh the oh yeah the timeouts and all of that stuff so there is stuff where you can point blame at just about every uh unit with this team so it did feel like the first time where it's like okay it wasn't the offense let the entire team down it was like everybody kind of played a role into what was still a really close game i mean you look at the final score it's 2017 it's crazy to think that something went wrong along the way in every unit and it still ended up just being a, a loss down at the end of it. Yeah. And I think that's fair. I mean, it, it, you can't, you know, it's the same thing when like you lose on the last play, you know, there was however many plays before that, um, that also affected the outcome. So definitely, yeah, not fair to just blame it all on the offense. Um, the only part I do want to push back a little is like every week with the way these games have been going, there is a play or a drive that you can point to the defense and say, you know, how could you yeah. let that happen? You lost us the game, you know, but you know, 20 points still under the league average of scoring, you know, in a game, you still hope that your offense can score 20 points. Um, and, you know, it's a play, but you know, they let up 13 points in this game. Like your, your team should be good enough to win a game when your defense lets up 13 points, you know, and, that's the only part I'll push back a little just because this defense is still killer. Yeah, I just I felt like things still were a little easy for Detroit there. It wasn't like they had this amazing game where they put up 38 like they did the week before Minnesota, but Goff 252, one touchdown. The completion percentage isn't terrible. You know, the run game, they did hold their ground pretty well, held Jamal to a pretty down day. And then DeAndre Swift, you know, eight for 52. It wasn't like he got much usage out of there, but they were able to go and hit a bunch of different receivers for plays there. Obviously, Amon Ross St. Brown is a great receiver, seven for 76. Khalif Raymond with a couple of nice grabs there, too. Obviously, the one, the, the, the one big play at the end there as well, too. I don't know. I wasn't after I've seen this defense really clamped down on some offenses i was a little bit like man detroit and and to their credit you know right now there isn't a play caller hotter in the nfl than ben johnson what he's been dialing up and i thought i don't know i just i thought that he did a nice job um kind of designing this offense and it, it yes 20 points still below the league average but i did expect the jets to hold themselves a little bit better there um you know i don't know that's just my thoughts on it Jared Goff, Jared Goff is historically bad on the road and in cold weather. And I, I don't think he looked all that terrible on Sunday. Yeah. I, if you want to blame the defense for something where you like, cause again, I still hold 13 points, not a lot, but when you really look at what this defense wasn't able to do and what it's been able to do, it was get to the pat. It was get to the, to the quarterback, you know, and have an effective pass rush. And I think that's you, you point to 
What, what do you got? Well, that's that's just no Quinnen. That's no one hundred percent. It's just but, like, yeah, that's fair. But you know, we would have hoped that with this deep D line that we have with John Franklin yeah. Myers, who we just paid all this money to, Carl Lawson, who's supposed to be you know a stud. It, it didn't happen. And, and that was, I think a huge thing. And, you know, obviously you miss Quinn and you miss that pro bowler out there. Um, but it, it, like you talk about Jared Goff in cold weather and on the road, look at Jared Goff numbers uh, against pressure versus in a clean pocket. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, that's the story. Yep. And we just weren't able to do it, you know, and you can point to John Franklin Myers and you can point to Carl Lawson and saying, Hey, you guys got to step it up when, when Quinn is not there. Um, you do got to give some credit to this Detroit D line. I mean, they're one of the best D lines in yeah. the league probably. And they just dominated um, that game. So, you know, definitely. I mean, hopefully Quinn's back. Has he been ruled out? Any news there? I don't think so. Let's, let's check the, yeah. I'll check the latest injury report. Um, uh, yeah. But oh, no, you you're know, right. You're right. Thir- 13 isn't, I just, I guess when I thought of, you know, the offenses that this team has faced throughout the year and then held in check, you know, Buffalo twice held pretty well in check and that they're a pretty explosive unit out there. And I know Detroit's been hot, but I just, I don't know. I just thought they'd be able to, but when you're right, well, getting to the, go ahead. To be fair to you, they were able to move the ball, you know, and you yeah. take that, uh, sorry, you take that first drive, you know, they go down to the one yard line and they get stopped on fourth and goal. But that is something this Jets defense has been doing all year. You know, they've been letting, you know, the bend don't break that we talk about. They've been letting people kind of get yards, but just really tighten it up when they when they get condensed in the red zone and, and things like that. So I don't know. I just I don't have a ton of panic for this Jets defense. I don't think the Jets defense needs to change much. No, um, I think much more of the the adjustments needs to come on the offensive end. Um, I do want to talk real quick about. Braden Mann, because we're talking about the special teams and how it could have been better. Yeah. <laughs> Braden Mann is like the most inconsistent dude ever because he'll go out there and just have like a fucking awesome game punting the ball. Like, I, I wish I knew some to like point to, but there's been games where he's had like almost all of like no touchbacks, almost all of his punts are you know, within the 10 or within the 15 or whatever, like he's had games this year where he is like very like kept us in games with how well he's been able to punt. And then he has other games like this one, you know, where he has the, he has the short kick that, that allows a, a return, you know, cause the coverage isn't able to do what it's got to do. Then he has like three or four touchbacks where it's like, okay, we netted 20, 30 yards there because yeah. we kicked it through the end zone, you know? Um, so it's just funny because you you follow along on Twitter and, you know, Braden Mann is the type of guy who like like people hate him. And they're like, we got to get rid of it. I think it's like anytime you draft a punter, like people just are pissed about <laughs> yeah. it. Oh, definitely. Um, but they're like, we got to get rid of this guy. We got to give up on the experiment, which like I get when he's playing bad. But I also think there's been plenty of times where he's been fine. So it's just like, I don't know, yeah. that just always makes me chuckle. Just the back and forth of like, oh, Braden Mann's the best punter ever to goddamn Braden man sucks so bad it's special just hilarious teams, like special teams the last like five years has been like that in general like think about kickers and how inconsistent and all of a sudden one will get hot but then all the next year they come back and they've just lost it like it is yeah. really crazy how special teams can swing like that these these last few years because it used to feel like back in the day it was pretty consistent for a while but now guys are just like so hit or miss yeah, I don't know. I mean, the kicker thing is definitely, definitely true. They're inconsistent year to year. Um, shout out Greg Zero, and I don't bet, blame him for that missed field goal at the end. But that would have been fucking awesome. It would have been awesome. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. My only other thing I wanted to say from this game uh, is that Garrett Wilson is a top fifteen receiver in the league. I just like that's a Did fact. You- did you do and the maybe list? it's not a fact, but he's 20. Well, I made the list. We've talked about our list. We did we, our Blake top and I 10 hung out together. last weekend and we talked about our list. Um, we had pretty I much just, like, the same think... list, right? Yeah. Yeah. In different orders, probably. But I just don't think that. Um, I mean, if he's not top 15, he's right there. And I just like you look at like the play he made at the end of the game where it's an underthrown ball and he's getting held and he just makes the play. Like those are the type of 
plays that a number one receiver makes and that you're just like, wow, like how did he keep them in this game when they absolutely needed it? Um, and you know, the reason I'm confident in saying that is because I did make the list and I don't think it's, it's a, it's a crazy reach to say he's top 15. Let's do um, it. so yeah, I'm it? just going to go out on a limb and say that. Can we hear the, do you have you the, list the whole on list? I, I want the list. I'm curious. Cause I want to think yeah. of the guys okay, that are being well, left off of it. I just want to preface that well, I did this quickly. This is, this doesn't well even need to be in order. Missed some guys. Yeah. And it's not in order. Yeah. So to, we're, these are just, degree. these are just, yeah. So I have Justin Jefferson, one, Stephon Diggs, two, Devonte Adams, three, AJ Brown, four, Tyreek, five, Jamar, six, Cooper Cup, seven, CD, eight, Amon Ra, nine, T Higgins, 10, Jalen Waddle, 11. This is where it kind of is like the order, but just ignore that. Um, Chris Godwin, 12, Mike Evans, 13. Didn't really know where to put them in. Mike Evans probably isn't even on this list anymore. Um, and then Garrett Wilson is the next name I wrote. You're missing DeAndre Hopkins and Keenan Allen. Yeah, well, they're injured, so fuck them. They've been injured all year. Not not all year. DeAndre, but DeAndre, like, what's think, crazy about DeAndre is he's still gonna be he's still gonna finish the season like top five or seven in yards on the no, season. No, and De- I'm a DeAndre guy, so I uh, yeah, I am missing him yeah. there and Keenan. That's fair. Um, but I think the point is still there. The point is right to be in his rookie season. He's a he's a top, top twenty. 20. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not here to bash on You know, you can say Chris Olave, you know, has been good. I think Garrett has like proven he's been better and has like been doing it while also dealing with Zach Wilson. Um, so yeah, I, I think he's the clear best rookie receiver, at least based on just play. Um to Olave's so, yeah, credit, he, he's had a Wilson Dalton. guy. No, that's definitely fair. Definitely yeah. fair. No, no, the the point of it though, like you said, <clears throat> rookie season, a legit top wide receiver. And and as we come along and, and look, the team is two and five in their last seven. They're sitting at five hundred this season. You know, with a loss to Jacksonville, can go in a very unfortunate fall for them. These are the wins that we pick up along the way, and this is what we said at the beginning of the season: played meaningful games in December, and then also just be at a point where we can point to cornerstones of what this team is going to be through the next five years. We've got cornerstone pieces. You've got Quinn and Williams, an All-Pro defensive tackle, Sauce Gardner playing at almost a potentially All-Pro cornerback as a rookie Garrett Wilson a legit top wide receiver you know if Brees can come back healthy um you know you still got pieces on the line like like Elijah Vera Tucker that you're like man I can't wait to get him back um obviously quarterback is is a very important position and hopefully they can get that one figured out but when you take a look at the end of the season these are the wins that you have to kind of just accept and just say look Yes, this was a collapse. If it turns into a collapse, I'm not saying it's going to. I think it might, but not saying it's going to. And if it does, you know, these are the wins where you're like, look, we are we're we're not dysfunctional. Don't you guys just want to not be dysfunctional? No, you're right. You're right. And 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 you know, it will take a second to to play the perspective game, right? And and you know, you're exactly right where we're what do you got? Well, I'm just I, I also understand that I'm coming from the area where I'm not like this just diehard fan who has just been waiting no, for something like this to happen. 100%. Like I am looking at it from just like I would be very I would be as a Jets fan. I would be very happy with this season, regardless if we make the playoffs or not. That's just no, I think that's I think that's fair. And it and it the, the main takeaway right there is the the cornerstone pieces, you know, like next year, you're still going to have all these guys that have proven that they're awesome. You know, um, and I think where, where where it is and where the Jets fans need to have this perspective is, you know, we came into the season saying this is going to be a, you know, stepping stone year, probably, you know, hover around 500, maybe be right in that playoff conversation at the end of the year. And then next year is going to be really when they take that next step to being a playoff team, being a contender, whatever that's kind of where we're at now, you know, and, and you fat rewind when we were seven and two or seven and four or five and two or seven and four, um, you know, the big takeaway was like, Oh, we're, we, 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 you know, we skipped this step, you know, we were able to kind of put it all together really quick with, with good talent, you know, and, 
and it felt like we were going to be able to kind of keep winning games and just kind of get through the season and make the playoffs pretty easily and whatever. Um, that's not what happened. It, it has been a little bit of a fall from grace, but like you said, you know, we're, we're one and four in the last five weeks, two and uh, yeah, two and five in the last seven. Mm-hmm. I think all of those losses have been doubled or have been sing, uh, single possession single. losses. Yeah. So, you know, that's at least something. And, you know, you're so right where it's like the year is going to become more of what we initially expected than, you know, the hope of, oh, we're a playoff team, we're a contender, whatever. But that doesn't take away from like the talent that this team has, what they were able to do, um, you know, and you do have to give, you know, some time to these young guys to figure out how what it takes to win, you know, and obviously I'm a fan. Everyone listening is a fan. I was fucking amped to see it all come to fruition a year early, you know, and I and I still want that. Um, but, you know, if that's not how it goes, we'll be OK but it does just like hurt, you know, and, and I was just really fucking excited, really thought that we were going to just continue to win games that, that people didn't expect us to. Um, and that's not what's been happening. And now we, we probably have to win out, you know, to make the playoffs at this point. And that's a great, uh, great transition there, Theodore, because let's take a look at the playoff Thanks, picture buddy. real quick. Um, when I take a look at the yeah, playoff some picture- help this week. Yeah, and and so just to take a look at the AFC, two have clinched. Bills, Chiefs, they're they're already in their playoffs. The Bengals have jumped the Ravens um, into the lead in the AFC North. There, the Titans clinging on by a thread at seven and seven of the AFC South. And this thing could get really interesting if the Jaguars do end up beating the Jets on Thursday. Um, when you look at the wild card spots and you look at the way that everybody's schedules are playing out, so right now you've got the Ravens as the five seed, still probably going to be without Lamar Jackson this week. Got the Chargers sitting at the sixth seed and the Dolphins at the seventh seed. On the bubble, technically the Patriots are still ahead of the Jets there because of that tiebreaker. They have a tough schedule along the rest of the way. Um, and like you were saying, Teddy, the Jets are in this scenario now where it's looking like a win out and 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 get some help along the way as well too. When I take a look at everybody's schedules, I think that the best thing to hope for is this Ravens thing just crumbles. Now they are sitting at nine and five, so they already do have a little bit of an edge there, but they're the team that I look at out of these three and I say, okay, if somebody is going to fall out of this, I'm putting my money on Baltimore just because of how uh, dysfunctional they've looked. That's a really funny take to me just because like when you're, you know, you're looking at the records of this team of these teams and I do, you know, the Ravens, they don't have Lamar anymore or whatever. Um, But, but, you know, I was going to say kind of like, well, the Ravens and Bengals, one of them is going to win. One of them is going to make the, the playoffs. Yeah. And then it's kind of the Patriots, Dolphins, Chargers, Jets fighting for those last two spots, you know, where right now the Jets and the um, Patriots are, you know, one game back on the outside looking in and the Jets are going to have to jump the Patriots. Um, I think the point of either of those scenarios that you believe is more likely is that, you know, there still is definitely a world where the Jets can get this done. Um, but, you know, frankly, being a game back, not having the game against the tiebreaker or against the uh, not having the tiebreaker against the Patriots, if you lose one game here, you know, and you go two and one, odds are, you know, the Dolphins and the Chargers just have to get one win, you know, in the next yeah. three. They just have to go one and two to, to stay above you. And the Patriots just have to get – um you know, two wins. So yeah, I mean, we're the way we have to look at it right now is that the jets have to win out really. And I think what we hope for is, you know, two wins and then it's that winning in game against Miami. Um, I'm sure there's some worlds where things can go haywire and we can get into otherwise, but, but that's really, when you look at the statistics, that's what needs to happen. Yeah. And to go along with my Baltimore thing, I I don't know if I just like I watch them. I'm like, how is this team going to get into the playoffs? They do have the Falcons this week. So I I think a win, um, you know, and it's the Falcons coming into town as well, too. So, you know, you're getting Desmond Ritter in his second start there at quarterback. They really didn't look all that impressive the week before. So there is that scenario where like the Baltimore could really if the Ravens get one win. They're, they're, they're good. They're yeah. fine. Yeah. yeah. A 10 and seven team isn't falling out of this. Um, so that's a good point. I, I was looking, they finish as Pittsburgh, Cincinnati. And I, I had missed looking at that Atlanta one, that Atlanta one is really the key there. Cause if they do get one more win, they're, yeah. they're pretty set 
Um, and then, yeah, I mean, look, this, this, it, like, I, we, I don't want to spend too much time talking about other playoff situations, but it is crazy to like look at Jacksonville now because, like, they could all of a sudden just completely jump this thing. And it's not even just like a wild card spot at this point. Like, they could almost come for this divisional title with Tennessee, which is absolutely insane because Tennessee's seven and seven, Jacksonville six and eight. I believe they still have each other on the schedule once more. Let me look that up as I six and seven, up. right? Or no, uh, yeah, six no. and eight. Are they six and eight? Yeah, we're 14 okay. weeks. Oh, in. yeah, but if they but if the Jags beat the Jets, they'll jump them because they'll have the same yeah. record and the tiebreaker, oh, yeah. yep. which is crazy. Insane. And like then you have to like even if they do jump the Titans, then you have to deal with the Titans. You know, it's like these goddamn Jets, if they could have just beaten the Lions, those cocksuckers. Jaguars finished the season <sighs> Jets, Texans, Titans. So they could finish off the season kind of like the Jets, where it's like a we've talked about the Jets winning in. Like this could be like Titans and Jags are fighting for the AFC South in week 17 in Jacksonville. 100 percent kind of crazy. Not not that we need to talk. It's just Again, it's it's crazy to think we about. Gotta that. win out. Yep. Gotta yes. win out. If we lose to the Jags, it's over. It's done. It's done. It's they're not they're not recovering from that. There's no who way do we got next week? Oh, the Seahawks. Seattle. Yeah. Seattle. Well. I guess we shouldn't talk about Seattle. Let's talk about the Jaguars. Let's talk about them. I don't know. You I know, mean, the first thing that jumps out to me is is this this quarterback matchup. Well, right? that's what jumps out to me is I want to talk to goated, you about these two top picks, these great picks, cornerstones of their franchises. You know, future fifteen year quarterbacks, Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson. God fucking damn it. Where, so I pissed, works Chris Dash, where I want right, to start off, Chris Dash, where I want to start off is back to the old show that you were a guest on that I was doing at the time. I forget what, what did we, what was it called? Quick, well, you were on Quick Hits. It was Quick, quick hits. hits. We were doing this season leading up to the Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence draft. And you, you were like, I don't care. I enjoyed that last one at the end of the season that bumped the Jets out of the number one pick. Do you remember that? no. Yeah, but but again, this is where this is where it all gets lost. Like, like you guys were sitting I, like, in position. What, for I guess the what win are you pick. talking about? It was right at the. I'll pull up the schedule quick. So that was twenty. Right, but then we then we beat the Bengals, and then it was over from there. And then I, we I still had like five more games, and we won. Or no, we beat the someone, but then we beat the Bengals the next week, so it wouldn't have mattered anyway. Like it, it was people love to just like. It was the win over the Rams late in December. But then we beat the Bengals the next week. So it no. didn't matter anyway. You didn't play the Bengals this year. It's the year Last before. Year. I'm talking two years before, leading up to the Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence draft. So this is two seasons. But were ago, we only a, we were we one win away from the first round pick? For the first overall pick, yeah. It was the difference between yeah. you and the Jags of one win. I, I beat, still beat the Rams 23 I, to 20 because this box score because you can still look and we could have drafted Justin Fields like I like I just don't care about like the yeah, like one loss no I know your thing I'm Trevor just Lawrence. saying what in, sucks about this is there's two quarterbacks that fucking were drafted one and two and of course we picked the one who sucks dick or we weren't good enough to make him good or whatever it was um I'm a big Trevor Lawrence guy. Everyone loves to just like all these Jets fans the past two years have loved to kind of take their victory laps on Trevor Lawrence not being the guy. Clearly, he's showing they were all wrong. And I think if you just watch Trevor Lawrence, you could know that. He has been fucking phenomenal the last month. Yeah. Playing he's like gonna one of the best quarterbacks. Like he's going to be. Yeah. 100%. He's been so phenomenal. He has had a few plays in there where it's like the oh, fuck. Like he had that, uh, he he was tucking and running, should have gotten down yeah. last week against Dallas. He fumbles the ball and, you know, they still are able to walk out of there with a win against the Cowboys, which is just a crazy game, which we didn't even talk about. Like last weekend was one of the craziest weekends in sports. I can remember. Everybody's talking about it. Oh my God, it. Like, I don't know, right? Those fucking, fucking games were nuts. It was insane. Yeah, you're so a three right. seventeen point that. comebacks, like yeah. all that shit. Um, we're, we're just too focused in on Jets Lions to, to talk about the NFL, but. That game was insane, but you know, you you look at the Jaguars and look, there's nothing that that jumps off the page of like, oh, they're crazy elite in this aspect, but they always just seem to find a way to keep things alive. Their offense has been humming recently. They've got a lot of weapons that are stepping up. Christian Kirk, you know, overpaid or not, he's been a legit wide receiver and aid to that offense there. They've thrown a guy like Zay Jones. Travis Etienne is a really <laughs> good running back. 
Um, what? What are you laughing at? No, Zay Jones just makes me laugh always. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah that's oh that's right oh no, he had a good game what do you have touchdowns forgot about zay jones um no he's yeah just, he, let's see a former bill yeah he is yeah yeah Bill zay jones i don't know when you look um, at the jaguars what 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 sticks out to you about them is it just trevor is on this <sighs> this surge right now and it's it's like man it's you don't want to be going up against him or is this like a no i i give them more credit than that i guess um I kind of view them like I do the Lions, you know, where it's they're a team that mm-hmm. has obviously struggled this year, you know, and then there's been times this year where you see the Jags and you're like, oh, Jesus, they just got blown out, you know. But at the same time, I think they've shown, you know, they're able to put together a really good offensive performance and score a lot of points. You know, Trevor Lawrence is that dude 100%. And I think, you know, just to talk a little bit about the comparison to Zach Wilson you know, last year we beat the Jaguars, right? In the mm-hmm. in the game that was the first round pick versus the second or the first overall pick versus the second over- overall pick. You know, and that was great to get away with the win. But you look at, you know, look at the the quarterback stat lines in that game. Trevor Lawrence went 26 of 39 for 280, and Zach Wilson went 14 for 20 of 22 for 104. You know, and it's so it's yeah. like clearly, regardless of result, as much as me and every other Jets fans wants to be amped that we won that battle, you know, it wasn't like Zach Wilson outplayed Trevor Lawrence. And I do, you know, to be fair, Zach Wilson did have, uh, you know, four for 90 and a touchdown on the ground. I think that was his big run. Um, yeah. But, you know, regardless, that was it's just kind of like it's just funny that, you know, we kind of have that leg up where it's like, oh, we won the battle last year. But when you do think about just like who played better as a quarterback, it was obviously Trevor. Um, I don't know. I, I, I go into this Jags game feeling very similar to the way I did last week in terms of just like, you know, the defense is going to have to play well and the offense is going to have to do just enough, you know, but kind of like what you were saying earlier, I'm not very confident in Zach Wilson, like putting together this great game where, you know, we're able to put up, 28 30 points and and you know really just run away with the game that's just hard to see so maybe maybe if we can finally get the running game going you know maybe if we can get a couple takeaways on defense and set some things up that's when we can get back to that like prolific scoring um and i think that's by the way been a big change over these last seven games has been the lack oh of my just God. takeaways you know it's been hard because Tough. the defense plays well but when you're not getting the takeaways it's harder for your offense obviously um I feel similar that I did last week other than like the confidence. Like I go into the game with similar analysis, but now my confidence is just shaken because we weren't able to win last week. You know what I mean? Well, and we were going and the confidence going into last week was also, we, we did legitimately up until Friday. We had no idea that it was going to be Zach Wilson there too. I I didn't have, but I still, I still would have thought they would have won, which maybe you did. You didn't, but I, I I still, and I still think we should beat the Jaguars. I really do. Like, I think that, and, and that's why it was frustrating to me. And that's why I still lean to like blaming the quarterback play is I truly do feel like if there's just like three or four of those throws that Zach Wilson missed on that he doesn't miss, I think we're at least able to push that game to overtime or just win it outright, you know? And I think, I think, I don't know. I miss Mike White. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. We got to throw up I'm a bad very frustrated for Mike White. right now. You can I know. Tell. I can tell. I can tell. <laughs> No, you're right. This is it. It feels like we're almost just it's it's the same kind of team that is coming into town for the second week in a row now, because you take a look at the numbers, the Jags three out of the last four games have put up 28 points or more. Um, it's funny. The only game that they didn't was that 14 point one of the lines where they go, just got blown out. But, you know, they go and they beat the Titans 36, 22. They beat the Cowboys yeah. 40 to 34. The offense is humming. ETN has had a really strong, uh, you know, surge in the second half of this season. I think, uh, you know, Christian Kirk is just under a thousand yards on the year. And like you said, Trevor Lawrence is, is, is really fine in the groove here at quarterback. So it's almost like you're catching this, you're catching the Jaguars now at this time where it's like, they are really surging just as the lions were. Can the defense, the defense will hold them below what they've been. They're not going to put up 40 points against this jets defense. They're not going to put up 28 like they did against the Ravens. Like this is going to be another low scoring game, but it's just like you said, can the offense just do enough against Jacksonville? And you, you nailed it right on the head. If they can't get the run game going, 
I'm not, I, I don't feel confident at all that they'll be able to get this one against Jacksonville because what got them the wins, what got them to five and two to start off the season? It was the ground game. It was, you know, yeah. Brees Hall breaking things off. And then, you know, you're getting some contributions from Michael Carter. Obviously they got the run game going against, um, you know, Chicago um, and Zonovan had a really nice start, but when it's Zach Wilson at quarterback and the defense knows, okay, we just really have to hone in on this run game and you don't have a Brees Hall and you don't have this like elite guy, you know, Zonovan was good and he he had a great start, but it's fallen apart a little bit the last few weeks. If they can't get that ground game going, I don't know. I don't, I don't feel confident that they're going to be able to get a win against the Jaguars. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the lack of the ground game has just been so goddamn frustrating yeah. and realistically it is probably, you know, a big factor of it is, is, you know, even with Who's Mike White, I think teams want to make us throw the ball because even Mike White, you know, you're not, you're not yet blown away by what Mike has been, Mike White has been able to do this year. You know, you can think he's good. You can think he's been serviceable. I think he's been better than Zach Wilson. I think all those things, but like, do I think he's Patrick Mahomes? Do I think he's, you know, Trevor Lawrence even? No, I don't. Um, you have to respect the passing game with Mike White under center. You have to respect it because like I've said, like we've said, this is an offense where you just need average quarterback play. And if you're going to get average quarterback play, you have to respect the run game just as much as the pass game. When Zach Wilson is in there, you don't have to respect the pass game. You, you're, you might worry about those off script plays where he can break one down to Garrett Wilson, but on just the pure, just like running the offense there is a clear adjustment there. Detroit gave no respect to the passing game. They gave zero respect, and they said, we're just going to stop the run. We're going to make life weird for Zach Wilson. And despite, you know, another 300-yard game for him, it still wasn't a good performance. So, you know, I, I just – if Jacksonville is looking at how things played out with Detroit and how Zach looked again, it, to me it's the same thing. If they're going to put all their effort into stopping the ground game, like I, can the Jets line show up? Can 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 they get things going with Carter and Zonovan? Like that's to me where it's like they they just they don't stand much of a chance if they can't have a balanced offense uh, on Thursday. Yeah, I I think the biggest difference with where we see this game going is is I understand the Jets obviously need to do things on offense definitely. When I look at the defense which again, I'm still very confident in always week to week. Yeah. Um, I definitely think this will be an easier matchup for them. I think you, you look at, you know, the wide receivers on um, like, obviously Trevor Lawrence is a better quarterback than, than Jared Goff. Probably. I feel that's okay to say, right. Definitely, <laughs> Jared Goff definitely. is the man. He's been, he's <laughs> been balling though. Okay. Definitely is okay um, to say, but, but, you know, the receivers aren't as good. Like I'm less worried about, about what's his face. Kirk. Um, who am I thinking of? Christian, Christian Kirk, Kirk than I am. I'm in Ross St. Brown. Right. And, and, you know, I'm a little less worried about ETN than I am with DeAndre and uh, Jamal. And I'm less worried about the Jaguars offensive line than I am the Detroit offensive line. So to me, I do think this defense is going to be able to, step up a little more than they did and i think i i don't know because that's where it still goes to like like can the jets score 20 plus points i think they'll probably win if they hover around 17 again i think you know they have like a chance and if they don't get more than that that's where you're right where it's like they really just if if they're unable to get the run game going or just hit some big plays to zach wilson it's not going to work out but i guess i do i feel more confident despite the defense playing relatively well last week, I feel more confident in them this week and, and, you know, their ability to get to the quarterback and kind of not let up the plays that they did last week. So, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm going to pick the jets anyway. So, but yeah. I, I do still feel relatively confident, but I, it's just like this goddamn offense is just tough. And, you know, I, I am kind of happy we're watching Zach Wilson. I'm not going to lie, just because it's kind of fun to let let it all play out. You know, just, Zach Wilson just do it now. Time. You know, if he's going to suck dick, it's going to be a lot easier to cut bait with him if he goes and puts up a stinker, you know? And if he's going to do anything, like if Zach Wilson has a decent game tomorrow with everyone watching, you know, that's a huge opportunity for him to to change the outlook of what people think about him. Like primetime games stick in people's mind more than other games. You know, maybe one game gets him a contract. Maybe it, it gives him some trade value if the Jets want to get rid of him. Maybe it 
stupidly convinces the Jets to keep him, you know, but it is, it is an opportunity That's for the kid happening. in his career. I hope not. I hope they're smart. Um, but I don't know, man. I don't know what I'm saying. It looks like it, it seems like big Q is going to be right up until the end there, which kind of almost makes me think that it's going to play out like Detroit, where it's like, they're trying to make Jacksonville believe that Quinnen's going to be out there, but then they kind of pull the yeah. plug at the last second, the, the turnaround from the injuries to a Thursday is tough. And that's why Mike white, isn't going to be out there at quarterback. You know, it's tough when you've got that Sunday to Thursday to just be like, yeah, we've had a full extra week in there. It's like, no, he hasn't. He's got a few days to quick turnaround. So the last right, that I've seen, right. the, the report that I've got here for Quinnen is it's going to be, oh, where'd it go? Uh, I lost it, but it said it was going to be up to the wire. So it was like, there, it's going to be like a legit game time decision, just like last time, which if they're framing it that way, I don't know. I'm I'm assuming he, he might not be out there again. Yeah. And I don't hate, you know, the idea of just not rushing it, you know, and, and letting it be and just hoping, you know this D line can figure it out better than they were able to last week, you know? Yeah. And, and I, I think that's, you're probably not winning a Super Bowl this year. Right. So no. at the end of the day, let's not risk <laughs> Quinn's future, future for, for one game, but you know, exactly. he's healthy. throw him out there. Exactly. Um, and, and to, to the jets, defensive lines, jets, jets, defensive lines, credit, um, the Jags yeah. are going to be without Cam Robinson at left tackle. They'll throw in Walker Little, who's a second round pick from this past season. He held up decently uh, when when he had to go in there and the Cowboys have some ferocious pass rushers that they threw at him, held up to his best. Um, so this will be his first uh, start there at left tackle without Cam. Cam was a, you know, the, the Jags were getting something going with that offensive line and Cam was being a legit left tackle for them. So maybe that's a an area where you can kind of get lost and going in, in the, you know, establishing the edge presence there. Um, yeah, that'd be good. It, it does seem like also Corey Davis um, may be expected to be back in clear concussion protocol. Mims will be out with concussion protocol yes. or with a concussion. So those are, seem to be really the other injuries hanging around for the Jets. Right? Actually, there's a few more. I know Joyner is questionable. There's a few guys in there that are still banged up um, from this past Sunday. So obviously I have to keep a, a close eye on the injury report as this game nears. Um Teddy, anything else of this game before we make our picks? I know you said you're going to pick a, a Jets win, but, you know, anything else to talk about with this one? Um, I don't know. I guess my only thing, and, and and I just feel like I don't feel a ton different now than I have throughout the season, which I probably should. Um, but if there's one thing this Jets team has been able to do consistently – it's been able to like suppress these high powered offenses. Right. And just not yeah. allow a lot of points. And so kind of like you said, you know, the jets aren't going to give up 40 points to the Jaguars. So I think that's where, you know, uh, my fellow jets fans, as you're looking for, you know, confidence and something to just hope for, for this week, you know, I just, I, I, you know, week to week, I continue to not see a world where teams are going to be able to put up a lot of points on the jets they haven't you, again you look at last week yeah the Jacksonville scored 20 but you know seven of those were from special teams you think about what this defense has been able to do and that was in a down game I just really think that that you know if you want to be optimistic like me think about this defense think about Zach Wilson going you know 14 for 24 for 150 yards and a touchdown and Zonovan Knight going for 120, um, you know, just like a gr great running game and defense. And we'll just hope for the best and hope we can. I, I'm just, I would love for the jets to get a win not for it to not come down to Zach Wilson being like awesome, just to like completely kibosh any thought of that. And then, you know, get Mike white back in to try to finish out the season and get us to the playoffs. That's what I'm hoping for here. Um, I yeah. guess I'll go ahead and give you my prediction, which is tough as hell. Do you know what the I'm point total is Jets. at? Do you know what the point total is at? No, no. Let me guess. guess uh, I don't know. Is it that low? I, 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 I would guess it probably around where, it, well, like, okay. Zach Wilson, maybe 39. You're close. 38, 38. Yeah. 38. All right. All right. Pretty I, low. Cause I was going to say like 44 initially because that's what it was last week last against week, the lions yeah. um but that was obviously with mike white as well yeah. um i'm gonna go so it's 39 on this one i'm gonna go 17 to 13 jets win so what's that that's only 30 points so that's the yeah. under ladies and gentlemen there you go 
But that means that the Jets are going to go put up 30 because every time I project a <laughs> low scoring game, they that's the opposite of what happens. Well, that's where I was about to go with you. So, you know, they their offense has been humming for Jacksonville. Like, there's no doubt about it. But in 11 of their, what, how many games are we into the season now? 14? 11 out of their games are giving up 20 plus points. Um, and it's it's not great teams out there. You know, the Broncos put up 21 on them. The Giants, 23. Um, you want to take a look at, you know, the fucking Colts put up 34 on them. Detroit hung 40, even the Ravens, you know, they've been down, they put up 27. So there are, you know, the Raiders put up 20, like there are bad teams that are being able to put up points here. So the magic number for the Jets really, it seems to be 20. Um, Cause I, I agree. I don't think the Jaguars are going to be able to get past 20 uh, here against the Jets defense. Um, I am, I am going to go with a Jaguars win here. I'm going to go 2017. I think it's going to be. Oh wow! I'm just taking. I'm taking the same pick against them. I. I no, they do. I. I. I couldn't. <laughs> I'll say this on a week to week basis. I have sucked this year. I have really been. I have not called these Jets uh, games right. There have been a few that I've picked, but I do seem to be pretty hit or miss. Like we were so confident heading into that second Patriots game, we couldn't have been oh more God. wrong. We were super high heading into this Lions one. We felt good about the Vikings game. Um, I did pick a Bills win that second time around, so I guess I nailed that, but I also feel like that was expected. Yeah, yeah. I think at the end of the day, you know, you look at these losses and I don't know. You just hang, you, for me, you're just the, the silver lining is the one possession losses and you just hope for the best. But fucking goddamn, I can't, I still can't believe we lost the Lions. It's just really killing me, man. Really killing me. Let's make her break time. Teddy. What were we just doing? We we're picking the game. All right. Jets are going to win 50 to nothing. Jacksonville's 56. favored in MetLife. 56. I, which I think. I thought up I had until this favored. point. I've, I have the Jets minus well, one on, on MGM. Well, I'm on foxsports.com, which is probably not super reliable. Fucking um, conservative ass. I think the Jets are going to win, but it is a primetime game. And these Jets the past, I don't know, 10 years have not had some good primetime games. They but that's why, that's why I like this, you know, remove yourself from the analytics of it all. Remove yourself from like breaking down play. You know, this is an opportunity for Zach Wilson to do something on the big stage, whether he's going to do that or not, whatever. But it is just kind of like an interesting little fun you know if the jets can win that'll be good for them but it does just kind of feel like the opportunity is there for them to you know lose to the jaguars basically get bounced out of the playoff race get jumped by the guy that was picked the 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 pick before your quarterback when you were hoping to get that pick and then you know all of that happening on a primetime game the you same, know like yeah. that's that's well, how things have gone recently that's the other side of the coin there is this could be like the this is the Trevor Lawrence like primetime. The Jaguars don't get primetime games either. You know, as good as Trevor Lawrence has been like this is the primetime slot here. So this is where this could be like his introduction to everybody, which like obviously the, the people that know the sport know that he's been legit the last few weeks here. But, you know, primetime TV yeah. going yeah. up against the Jets, the team that, you know, picked run spot behind him like this could be the Trevor Lawrence like statement game. Yeah, I'm going to lean more toward the fact that it's going to be the Trevor Lawrence four interceptions, two to Sauce Gardner game. I, I lean that it's going to be another ugly game where both offenses struggle and it's just whichever team can get the race to 20 points wins. It's it's literally to me, yeah, it's, I'm just, no, I'm just I'm saying you. it's going to be the same fucking you. game almost as last week. We're about and to watch the Lions where, like, game it's... part two. Right, no, and that's that's where I'm at. And that's why it's like kind of funny listening to me like try to project these games every week because it's like, Really, I'm, you know, it's like, I think the defense is going to play well. And I'm just hoping that like the offense just, you know, things go well enough for them to get 20 points, you know, like that's literally what it is. Um, So, yeah, I guess we'll fucking see what happens tomorrow tomorrow. Look at Blake and I dropping the podcast a day early for all y'all because the game's on a Thursday. Did we plan that? No, No. because my schedule (laughs) is fucked. All right. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, thanks. Thanks to Teddy for being flexible. He's always been a flexible boy. This is where we're getting off. We're getting we're getting derailed here. We're getting we're getting off the hinges at the end. People, the people like when we uh when we when we go a little nuts. Oh, 
All right, Teddy. That'll do it for today. All right, buddy. Best Let's of luck. Of By here. the way, like I, 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 I want the Jets to be in the playoffs. I want this to be a fun end of the season. It would have been, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's like, you know, this. I we talked about this at the beginning of the season where it was like it'll be really cool. Like if the, if it sucks at the start of the season, but then they find their groove and they kick things into high gear until the end of the season, like that would be cool. It is a little deflating that it's gone the complete opposite way of that, but. You still got to remember those early wins against, you know, good teams. And, and hopefully it's something to build on regardless of how, you know, Thursday rolls out and the rest of the season does. So good things are ahead. At least you could, you, you know, at least you've got a lot figured out here in this organization for the first time in a while. Yeah, it would just be nice if we could it win would. those last three it would games. Be nice. And, and what, what a, you know, it'd be nice to get a win for once. Like, yeah. like. And, and I don't mean that as in, like, the week-to-week wins. I mean that as, like, us Jets fans could use the boost of all our team actually, like, doing something, you know, good over an extended period of time. <laughs> and that's what's so funny about this quarterback thing is, is, like, you guys had the great start to the season, but along with all of that's that, it's, it's, like, so frustrating. it's like, fuck, you know, you have Justin Fields or, or Trevor Lawrence here. It's, like, a completely different story. It's, like, oh, shit, what's the, the ceiling would be off the charts. It's just a high floor right now. Yeah, I up until probably two or three weeks ago. No, maybe till when Zach Wilson got benched. So three weeks ago, I would always like kind of like scoff at the Jets fans who were like, we need like like we got to figure out a way to get Lamar Jackson because I'd kind of just be like, that'll never happen, which will still probably it's unlikely. But like, that's kind of where I'm at, where I'm just like, please, dear Lord, let us get somehow get Lamar Jackson and just, you know, go from there. Obviously we'd probably have to change the offense up a bit, but, but I think that would be worth it. He's a better passer than people give him credit for. No comment. Yeah. But you're just a hater. No, I'm not Lamar Jackson. Fucking stud. He's a stud. Better passer than people give him credit for. I don't know. You don't think that's true? I, I don't, dude can I don't. go out. The dude can can beat you on the legs, and he can go out and throw for three hundred yards and four touchdowns easily. And if he had better receivers over the past three years, I bet you he'd be freaking. Lamar Jackson can can throw the ball. They have missed on receivers, so I'll give him that. Yeah, goddamn Rashad Bateman, killing me. <laughs> Wait, we're going to talk about my fans now. Let's get out of here. Let's, we're done. We're done. I've been waiting for you to kick me off. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Chasing 69. Best of luck against Jacksonville. Hopefully we speak to you all next week with the season still in uh, playoff hopes. Um, for Teddy Pristash, I am Blake Pace. We'll talk to you next week. Peace.